Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of On The Mic With Mike. We're going to take these segments and go into a little bit of a different tone. Yeah, typically we talk about a lot of criminal justice issues and a lot of other social issues and a lot of gun rights and stuff like that. For my forte is firearms instruction. But I want you to learn from my pain. I want you to learn from my experience. And so you may have followed me and you may have heard me talk about wanting to go into law school and wanting to go into the field of law practicing specifically in criminal law and family law. And the one thing I've learned in my experience is that, yeah, if we don't address these domestic relations issues, then they tend to become criminal issues. And if it's true that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, then let's get to curing. Stay tuned for another episode of On the Mic with Mike. Get your pens, get your paper. And if you have a specific issue that you want to send to me, go on ahead and email it to me. Mike at the No Excuses Foundation. Dot org. I will analyze your situation and give my perspective of it. Get your pens and papers. It's time to learn. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? This is Instructor Mike. Welcome to another episode of On the Mic with Mike. You know, you can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown. Follow me on Facebook at Instructor Mike. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yes Mike Said It. You can also subscribe to this YouTube page or my YouTube page. Just look up Instructor Mike, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. You know, we're going to talk about something today. I was talking to a friend. And when talking to this friend, you know, she was going through a bad breakup, you know, and without divulging certain uh, information, I want to capitalize on something that she was asking, which is something that I've heard plenty of times, you know, when uh, people go through these types of things and she was like why me why me you know many of you all know me as a firearms instructor but if you really followed me or if you really followed uh my page or my work you know i talk about a a, a multiple array of things and i said i was going to start with and i already have you know uh domestics talking about uh domestic relations with on the mic with Mike. Of course, we're going to continue with our firearm stuff, criminal justice stuff, all this other stuff that we've talked about in the past. We're going to continue with that. But I think that if it's true that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, then let's get to it. Why me? That's a question that's often asked. Why me? I don't deserve to go through this. I'm a good person. I'm a nurturing person. I've set aside my goals and my dreams for this person. Cooked, clean, invested, 
divested of myself to invest into someone that at the end of the day they didn't care about me at the end of the day they only cared about themselves Mike why me I'm a good person is something wrong with me no nothing's wrong with you that you caused anyway you know why do we really want to know the answer why you know is that going to bring us some type of closure does why really ever bring closure it's debatable some people may say it does some people may say no i still felt the same way i felt before and in fact <laughs> when i found out why i wanted to insert physical action you wanted to do to this person here right but then after you thought about that some people carried it out some people didn't and then having worked in the prisons and in the criminal justice system on the streets you know dealing with a lot of prevention but especially a lot of reactive aftermath if you will Getting on scene after the homicide, getting on scene after the battery has taken place, getting on scene after the domestic battery. Yeah, I beat the heck out this person, but what did it do for you? Yeah, that person will never do it again. Okay, so you got that release of that anger. You got the release of that emotion off. You did. You did that. But but what did it what did it give you? What did it give you? person has wounds they will likely heal from and now you've just opened up a new set of wounds you know why do we want to know the answer why so let's talk about it hurt people hurt people right there are good people and there are let's just be honest assholes right yes yes not everybody is going to take your kindness for a weakness but there are some that will take your kindness for a weakness there are people who exploit others there are people who are just they they say they love you but you later find out they don't love you they love themselves and their mission that included you that's a truth too so let's let's make a let's let's talk about another situation that could be analogous or analogous to this. Why do police officers wear a ballistic vest? Right? Well, of course, Mike, we know why people we know why police officers wear a ballistic vest, Mike. They don't want to get shot because getting shot is a possibility. Especially in the line of law enforcement, especially when you in the military, when when your job is to confront the very dangers that spawned your your, your presence there, the very the very active shooter, the shots fired, the, the the enemy combatant that seeks to harm a given country. We Mike, we know why people wear ballistic vests who are in that occupation. So what are you getting at? Well, there are more people who wear ballistic vests than those who get shot at. Or those who actually get shot. And the ballistic vest 
isn't something that's going to stop every bullet. There are some bullets that could defeat the ballistic vest, but that is not necessarily the point. Have you ever thought that the ballistic vest is for the rebound? Ooh, the ballistic vest is for the rebound. What if anything are you talking about, Mike? The rebound, you know, that, that time where you get shot and it, it breaks a rib and it hurts, oh, it hurts like hell. But guess what? You'll live, you'll survive. You don't ask the question, why did this bad guy shoot at me? Well, bad guys shoot at good guys, right? You don't ask the question, why me? Out of all the police officers, out of all the folks in the military, why me? Why did I have to be the one who got shot? Well, that's the position that you're put in. Either A, you put yourself in that position by virtue of your occupation, or B, by virtue of your occupa uh, occupation, you put yourself in that position, but the situation happened upon you. In other words, you were targeted because of your choice, and that does happen. Police officers will get targeted because of their choices to be in law enforcement. And so the ballistic vest is not the, in essence, answer to the why, it's the answer to the what, right? What could happen? You could get shot. Why? <laughs> Who cares? And the ballistic vest is the answer, if anything, to the what next? What next? Okay, you're shot. You're hurt. It's painful. But hopefully, you're alive. And if you are alive, what are you going to do? You're going to bear that pain because it's going to hurt some more. You're going to cry, maybe. The road to recovery is possible because you're alive. You're going to feel pain. But the road to recovery is possible. What made it possible? The vest. And so you analyze the situation. What, if anything, could you have learned out of that situation, right? Well, maybe pay attention if that's the case. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself in, in terms of what puts you in that position to make it possible for you to be hurt, for you to have to answer this question, why me? You know, as I was talking to my friend, I talked about parents. You know, I'm a parent, four kids, one handsome son and three beautiful girls, right? You got a lot of parents, mine included, that... Think about it. As parents, we want our children to have the best life and, and to be happy and, and, and all this other great stuff. But do we really prepare them for the moments when they will get hurt? Right? I don't see that as a lesson often taught about pain. That pain is also necessary. It's also necessary. I'm not saying intentionally inflict pain upon your children. That could be subjective. That's a whole nother podcast talking about whoopings, right? But I'm talking about teaching them about the reality, right? They shouldn't have to wait until they become an adult to realize that pain is a part of life, right? Pain management. We, we talk about anger management, right? We talk about crisis intervention, right 
But do we really talk about pain management? Think about where you've heard that term. Pain management is a term that you have typically heard in the what? The healthcare field, right? But do we talk about pain management? How to manage pain? What to do when you go through this pain? The pain of a heartbreak. Baby girls, you're going to get your heart broken. Why? Because everyone that appears to have good intentions for you don't always have those good intentions. And while you may be very inquisitive or ask the right questions that you think may lead to the to the siphoning of those who don't have good intentions for you in your life. There are some that slips through the crack or slips through the cracks. Right. And so what, if anything, do you do in the event this person broke your heart in the event this person, you know, uh, damaged your feelings, whatever that may be? Right. Do you treat yourself as a business? You've heard me talk about this before. Is it business before pleasure? Right. Because if you treat yourself like a business and you ask certain questions and you analyze certain things from a, a emotional perspective or without emotions, from a business perspective, you could siphon out more things than you possibly imagine, right? Or siphon, how do you want to use the term? Why me? Why me? Who cares why me? I only care about the, what do you do to anticipate the possibility that pain, the inevitable, is going to happen? And what do you do afterward? When that pain occurs, how do you manage it? Are you being real with yourself? Are you being real with the situation? Do men break women's hearts? Yes. Do women break men's hearts? Yes. What are you going to do next? And then are you going to analyze the things about you? The Maslowian hierarchy of needs. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a it's a term of psychosocial development or based on needs coined by Abraham Maslow, a psychologist. Talked about the needs that we have in our development, our physiological needs, right? And we talk about the, the security needs, the need to feel secure. Then we talk about the self-esteem needs, the love and belonging needs, the self-actualization needs. You've heard me talk about these things before, but in case this is your first time, the theory behind this is that th imagine a pyramid and at each one of these stages, our need, we have needs that have to be met at these stages. Not an option, it has to be met in order for us to gradually move up this pyramid to self-actualization of whatever it is we desire or whatever it is we want to be. Think about it. Physiological needs, food, water, sex, not for enjoyment, but for procreation. Excretion, you know what that is. Homeostasis, the body's ability to self-regulate, right? These things have to take place before you begin to fathom the idea or listen to the idea or take in the idea of that which is love, that which is the security of the self. Am I always under constant threat of fear? Am I always under constant threat of thinking that I'm going to be killed? Kind of hard to actualize what love is if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you have to go to the bathroom, right? You don't have a safe place to do that. You know, homeostasis, your body's supposed to have the ability to self-regulate, doesn't do that. 
why you know maybe you have a medical ailment kind of hard for you to reach your goals and dreams if you you know have those things blocked right so we get past those things and then we get up to the security you know needs you know well how do i feel secure do i feel secure or am i in an environment where i can actually grow if your security needs are always threatened the answer could likely be no right then once we get past that do i belong to something does someone love me mm, right where does your first idea of those things come from? The family, right? If you have a broken family structure, sometimes the broken family structure could be a, a, a thing as to some of the problems that we go through in our communities, in ourselves. We'll continue this. We're going to take a commercial break and we'll continue this. We'll be right back with On the Mic with Mike. All right, we're back with on the mic with Mike. Let's continue. All right, so the so the needs, the security needs, right? If you look at this pyramid, I invite you go online, Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you're gonna see several pyramids. Look for the cartoonish kind of pyramid where you see a cartoonish figure of Abraham Maslow. I like that one better because it's more descriptive, right? Because I want you to see that there's a common theme between security needs. And love and belonging needs. There's two elements that appear in both of those that is very important to our development in terms of needs. What gives you the first idea of security? The family, the family structure. What gives you the first idea of the next need on top of that love and belonging? The family. If our family structures are perfect but fractured whew, severely it could threaten those things that's where that self-esteem and the lack thereof comes from family and then friends things like that you know if you got them if not you know it affects your development right and so we look at this why me why me why me why why am i hurt why am i going through this why am i going through that you know we we, we don't get taught all the time how to rebound from that pain because you've been you've been uh, you've been what's the word <laughs> I'm using I stuff for words but you've been exposed or not exposed yeah kind of I guess exposed would be the word you've been exposed to that pain so much that no one has taught you how to manage it and it's because nine times out of ten the person who exposed you that to, to, to that type of pain you know didn't have the ability to be able to teach you how to properly manage that pain you know? and so we continue you know why why am i not able to self-actualize you know why do i end up getting with a person where i find out why or i ask the question why me why me why me so this is one of the things that i advise my friend to do and i advise you to do the same thing too get a legal pad right get a legal pad or a notepad some kind of paper and then Draw, draw three columns think about the the x that you're mad or angry about upset crying and then think about the previous x that you were with right and when you think about that ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend whatever and then in this last column is you so in the middle column is the person you're most recently 
upset about. In the column to the left is the X prior to that. Your most recent. And in the last column is you. Right? And you, in these first two columns, the first two X's, I don't want you to look at the differences. I don't want you to write down the differences. I want you to write down the similarities. Where are they both similar? Right? Because in writing down the similarities, because here on the end, there's, there's you on the end. In writing down the similarities, you begin to see maybe what type of persons or people you gravitate to. Right? And you got to be truthful with yourself. That's the only way this is going to work. And then in the end, the last column in the end, you need to truthfully ask yourself, what is it about this, these two people, the most recent two people, that caused me to gravitate to this? Why did I like this, right, in this person? And look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Well, both of them made me feel secure. Do you make yourself feel secure? Do you feel vulnerable? Do you feel weak? Because if these two made you feel secure and you are honest with yourself about maybe your perceived or actual inability to secure the self, is the void in your life the lack of security needs? You gotta be honest with yourself, right? Well, this person makes sure that I'm never without food. Do you feed yourself? Well, I know we're talking about this in the most basic sense, but let's analyze it, right? You gotta, you gotta get down to the details. When I was in undergrad, getting my bachelor's in criminal justice, psychology, and philosophy, I took a class called trial practice. And my law professor took out a pencil and said, Mike and class, I want you to find a thousand things about this pencil. I'm sitting here looking at him like, what the heck is he talking about? But did you know I was able to look at a thousand things about that pencil when I was done? Yeah. Saying all that to say, not to digress, but the devil is in the details. You got to be honest about yourself. Got to be honest about your situation. The devil is in the details. The things you may not want to learn about yourself that you need to learn about yourself are in the details, right? Well, Mike, I hear what you're saying. I really, really do. I'm looking at these two, these, these two people that I used to be with and I, I used to invest and invest and invest and invest and invest in these two people and I gave a lot to them because they showed potential I heard their stories I heard their cries I heard what they've been through and Mike we had the same background same upbringing same this same that and I just wanted to help I just wanted to wait a minute were you attracted by their potential without analyzing their actual are you activating your motherly or fatherly instincts on people who may just seem to or may just desire to want to take advantage of you 
But Mike, when I first met him, he told me how beautiful I was. How beautiful. And I hadn't heard that in a long time. My mom would tell me how I'm, oh, you ain't gonna never be shit in life. You ain't gonna never be nothing. I hate you. I hate how you look. I hate you. You look just like your damn daddy. Right? And so when this person came along, they told you, you're beautiful. Oh, you're a queen or you're a king or you're this or you're that. And so... Are you suffering from the love and belonging needs in Maslow? We all want to feel loved, but you have to understand that love has a place. It's an emotion. It's an emotion. It has a place. But for some people where there is a void in the love department or the belonging department, right? You'll get this, this person made me feel good. And so because I hadn't felt that in such a long time, I immediately, instantaneously gravitated to that. I was trapped by that. Because they made me feel good. They made me feel loved. They made me feel warm. I hadn't felt that, Mike. And so the amygdala, the part of the brain that controls fight, flight, freeze, and emotions. When you get active in that, it shuts down the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of your brain that just tells you, hey, it's a compliment. Take it. Love it. Understand it. Accept it. But don't make it your everything. Because if in fact love is blind, then the emotion of that can blind you to the fact that this person may tell you they love you because they see the Maslow void in you. They see that, oh, this person just wants some attention. If I give them this per if I give this person some attention, if I give them the quote, end quote, or close quote, quote, the, the, the finer things in life, then they're mine. I can do with him whatever I wish. I own you. I have you now. And so it's important that you see these things. But you got to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you're going to keep being used. You're going to keep being hurt. You're going to keep asking the question, why me? Why me? I'm a good person. I'm this. I'm that. I don't deserve this. No. You don't deserve it. But are you getting it? Yes, you are. Why? Because you have not analyzed yourself to find out what voids are in you that lead you to attract these kinds of people. Last two exes. How are they similar? Not different. We know how they're different, right? But are they different? Who knows? But how are they similar? And what, if anything, about these traits caused me to gravitate to these traits that's an awesome project it's an awesome project I think you should do it if you really care about your development you should do it you should do it you really should 
So why me? Why, why, why? Why is it relevant? Let's concentrate on the what. What happens? People hurt people. Okay. What's going to happen next is what you should be focused on. What's going to happen next? Well, Mike, I'm entitled to respect. And this person treated me with respect. Well, are you entitled to respect? Right? Does a person really have... And what gives you that entitlement to respect? What gives you that? Well, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You gon' respect me. You're not entitled to anything you haven't earned. How do you earn that? You gotta have self-respect first. Self-respect. Yeah, self-respect. Self-respect comes from self-esteem. Comes from knowing that you love yourself, knowing that you belong, knowing that you have a place in this society. Stop defining yourself by others' definitions of you. Define yourself by your own definitions, by your own existence. Come to love yourself. Realistic prophecies about yourself. The self-esteem creed. You've heard me talk about this before. Maybe you... Maybe you have or maybe you haven't, I don't know. But we'll go into the self-esteem creed in the next episode, which I think is very important. Let's take it slow. I also told my friend this, and I'm going to leave you with this. You know, I like the game of check, uh, chess. Ooh, you see how I almost slipped and said checkers, right? See, in the game of checkers, right, all you're doing is trying to get a bunch of pieces, right? Just get a bunch of pieces. And each of those pieces just equals the same value of that piece. Maybe you'll get to the end of the board and you get to add another piece on top. And you get the big, the big queen or king or whatever they call it. I don't know. I don't like checkers. It's an elementary game. I like chess. I love chess. Because all the pieces are on the same board, but they're in different places. Right? They're in different places. And each of those pieces have the value of the position that they play. Right, The pawn doesn't have the same value of the king because the goal isn't to protect the pawn. The goal is to protect the king. Right, And the queen. Ah, the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. The, the most powerful piece. Right? But a queen that does not, and I'm saying that before I get to the who because who is about people, that is about objects and items. So a queen in the hands of a player that does not know the power of that queen and how and when to move that queen can move that queen under the influence of emotions and get that queen killed off the board faster than the game has even progressed. That being said, a woman who feels that by her virtue and her actions, who feels that she is a queen, if she does not check her emotions, if she does not know her true power, will make a move as a queen under the influence of emotions and will get wiped off of the board of life. We're not going to go necessarily to the extreme of saying life, life, but there could be several deaths. There could be a career death. It could be a relationship death. It could be an opportunity death, right? Or it could be a death death, right? A queen who does not know her power 
and does not know her place. Ah, some people get offended when you say, what do you mean knowing her place? What are you trying to do? Put the queen in a in a in an area of subservience? No, that's not what I mean. There is your emotions again misconstruing things, right? But a queen who does not know her place, who does not know her power, who does not know when and how to move and at the right time can move too soon trying to assert dominance when it's not the right time even in combat even in in, in pistol battle even in, in in close quarters combat right there's a time and a place to move you can move too soon and lose the objective you can move at the right time and increase your chances of survival and winning a queen a king, a pawn, whatever piece you are, whatever you think you are in this life, know your place, right? In fact, the game of chess can't even start until all of the pieces are in their right places. You have to be in the place to make the right move towards success. And you can often be misplaced by your emotions by trying to ask the global question that you think you deserve an answer to why me why why did he hurt me because hurt people hurt people you know this already why did he cheat on me because that's what people do when they want to do what they want to do. And that answer isn't going to make you feel any better. It's just going to make you even more angrier. Instead, focus on the what do people do when they want to do they cheat. What am I going to do when that happens? Cut your losses. Move on. And while you're cutting your losses and you move on, you're going to cry multiple times. Recognize that. But move while you're crying, right? Stay gainfully employed. Stay heavily occupied because the idle mind is dangerous territory, right? Think of yourself like the ballistic vest. What am I wearing? A vest. Why am I wearing it? Well, eh, when people decide to shoot at me, hopefully the bullet hits the vest. So what can I do next? If that happens, I can heal. It's going to be painful, but I can heal and I can move on. The road to recovery will likely be long, but I'm alive to recover. And what am I going to do if I get shot? I'm going to cry. I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to drive. I'm going to move on. Same concept. What am I also going to do while I'm sucking the pain up and driving on? I'm going to analyze what happened in that situation to learn from it so that I don't repeat the same action. The same action. I don't want to repeat it. So I'm going to learn. You know, there's a book. When violence is the answer. And in this book, author Tim Larkin, who is a former United States Navy SEAL, often said it best that when you look at 
what happened in a given situation, we often look at it from the perspective of the victim, the loser, not a loser in life, but the loser in that situation. Instead of looking at it from the perspective of the winner, right? Because in order to get better in combat, you need to look at violence and the evil person, the bad guy, to see what they did that made the attack work so that you can learn from it so as to avoid it. So let's take that theory and look at it in terms of the why me? Why were you cheated on? Ah, who cares? Did he cheat on you? Yes. How did he cheat on you? That's how, if you, if you even know, right? What made it work? What made it work to where this person was able to cheat on you, right? Were there certain vulnerabilities within you? Were there certain things about you that made you susceptible to this kind of a person? And I get it. We don't get into the victim blaming, right? Victim shaming. But how, how else are you going to learn the lesson? You got to focus on you too. It's not shame to recognize that you had deficiencies. It's not a shame to recognize that these are the things that made you susceptible to this kind of person. This is how a person was able to capitalize on the strength deficiencies, otherwise known as weaknesses. It's not wrong to focus on that. And that could be why we repeat the same the same lesson because we have not learned we don't learn from the perspective of the cheater why you were cheated on we don't look at it from the perspective of even you in terms of the vulnerabilities that you had that made it that made you susceptible to such a kind of person you have to do a overall after action review and analysis from all sides You got to do it. There's no other way around it. Don't focus on the why me. Focus on the what happens. And then what happens next. This has been another episode of On The Mic With Mike. Follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown. Follow me on Instagram. And yes, Mike said it. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Instructor Mike. You can also follow me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube page by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the bell for notifications after you look up the name Instructor Mike. And I will see you on another episode. We're going to get back into this Maslow hierarchy of needs thing. I like it. Go look it up. Look for the cartoon pyramid. Okay. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, what's going on? It's Instructor Mike. You know what? You've heard me talk about Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. You've heard me talk about Warren versus District of Columbia in that police protection is not something that you as the individual are entitled to. That means you need to protect yourself. And there's no better place to learn how to protect yourself in the Chicagoland area but Security Training Concepts. Security Training Concepts located 455 West 79th Street by Normal Avenue in Chicago offers Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation licensed unarmed and armed security training and concealed carry classes along with anger management cpr training nonviolent crisis intervention look 
You need to get yourself trained. Come on down, 455 West 79th Street by Normal Avenue in Chicago, 773-372-3929, or visit us on the web at www.mikebrownsclass.com.